1: You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit truegreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
2: How old were you when you were adopted?
3: I was 9. And that's what I wanted. I want to feel loved and I want a family.
4: I wanted a lot of children. You see your friends having children, and you try and you can't. It was difficult.
1: When we finally learned that we were going to be able to go over to Russia and pick up a little boy and girl of our own, it was just a tremendous event. And we were very
4: excited. We had seen pictures of the children, and they were beautiful.
1: How
2: did the agency describe Caroline?
1: A wonderful, outgoing, intelligent little girl Love to be around all ages of children and desperately looking for parents. Was that an accurate description?
5: No, it was not. No.
1: After we returned home, we would see her staring off into the distance blankly in a trance like state. She started to stand over our bed at night.
4: Wake up and she'd be right over my face. There was a coldness in her and an anger and just a distance. She became someone I didn't know at all. I mean, at all. Carolee began stealing everything in the house. She stole all my jewelry. Our knives were disappearing. She would do things like putting a kitten in the middle of a pack of dogs. Cruel type behavior.
1: And then she snapped and tried to kill Joshua.
4: She had him in her hands and was going to throw him over the deck. She had him... Yes. Yes.
1: Over the side here?
4: Yes. And I just started screaming, Put him down, Carolee. Put him down. What are you doing? I'm going to kill him. I called the psychiatrist. What am I going to do? You know, what What do we do? She's becoming violent.
2: Doctor, there is no question in your mind that
6: Carolee is a very troubled little girl. No, there's no question in my mind about it at all. This child, I would consider to be a homicide risk.
4: She's been on all kinds of medication, and none of it has worked. We've had cameras installed, and we've had alarms installed on her doors. (sighs) You know, I don't know what the solution is. What am I going to do? We're going to get you the best help we can, okay? I did not try to kill my brother. I love him. Just
2: I've done many stories uh, during the course of my career, but this was one that that really stuck with me. Do you want to rescind the adoption?
4: We feel like we tried everything.
2: It hit me in my heart. So you plan on taking Carolee back to Russia? Yes. Yes. I felt helpless. Leaving her behind. I didn't know what would become of her. You're a strong girl. A strong girl. You're gonna be fine.
0: If you don't love it, you can return your system for a full refund. Plus, we're offering listeners 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Don't wait. Visit simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. That's simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. There's no safe like Safe.
5: It's harder to focus than ever these days. Thankfully... C4 has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus, containing 200 mg of natural caffeine, a blend of vitamins and zero sugar. It was formulated to support your well-being and help you feel your best, all while enhancing mental focus. From your brain to your body, C4 Smart Energy does it all and tastes amazing. Look for smart energy in the beverage aisle at your local Kroger, Albertsons, and Safeway grocery stores. See for smart energy. Stay focused. Oh,
4: Joshua. I don't see her, mama. Get
2: you. More than two decades ago, an American couple adopted this little girl from Russia. 30 seconds ago, he was terrified of her. They soon came to believe she was dangerous. Can't you hurry? Even capable of murder. You take care, okay? You're strong. I was with them when they brought her back to Russia and left her. Covering the story changed my life and left me steeped in a haunting mystery that began when the couple first arrived in Moscow hoping to find the perfect child.
4: I think it's innate in every woman to want to be a good parent, to have children, and to share your life.
1: There's Crystal. She's tired.
4: Often comments would be made about, well, when are you going to have children? It was hard. We thought, this is going to be a wonderful journey.
2: Moscow, 1997. Crystal and Jesse, we agreed not to use their last name, are both 30 and have tried for years to have a child of their own.
4: It was something we really wanted to do. We wanted to parent and we really wanted a house full.
2: Far away from home,
1: they're finally about to become parents.
4: We really wanted to give a child an opportunity.
1: Adoptive parents. I was adopted myself. I know the benefits that adoption can bring.
2: They found their daughter on an adoption agency's webpage posted on the internet.
4: She was a beautiful child.
2: For them, she was the perfect child, a blonde, blue-eyed nine-year-old.
4: We thought, you know, this is an older child we can give a normal life.
2: Before leaving for Russia, the adoption
1: agency gave them the little girl's medical records. The agency described Carolee as a wonderful, outgoing, intelligent little girl, It was charming to be around.
2: You understood, though, that adopting an older child carries certain risks. Absolutely.
1: Certain risks.
2: They took an eight-hour train ride from Moscow to an orphanage in the small town of Borovichi. They already paid nearly $30,000 to make all the necessary arrangements. And the child they called Kara Lee was anxiously awaiting their arrival.
4: She uh, looked in my eyes very warmly, you're my mama.
2: She calls you mama?
4: She did from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. My American mama, she said.
2: At the orphanage, the couple would not only adopt Cara Lee, they also found her a baby brother, a three-year-old they would name Joshua.
4: It was exciting.
2: But there were signs that the road ahead might be rocky.
4: We did see the anger. But it could be explained. Certainly a child arriving to a new culture, a new family, you know, leaving her home. That's the only thing she's ever known.
2: Back in the United States, the family settled into a brand new home in a comfortable suburb of Atlanta. A short commute to Jesse's computer engineering job.
4: We tried to make it very homey for her and happy. She's a little princess, Daddy. We tried to give her everything we thought a little girl should have.
2: But the beautiful little girl was having big problems.
4: As soon as we brought her home, she was very, very withdrawn and isolating. Didn't cry at all, but just very angry. It was
2: nothing, they thought, a little love couldn't fix.
4: I spent all the time with her. I quit my job. I gave her 100% of me.
2: It wasn't working. They say off camera, she started acting badly.
4: She just began becoming very destructive.
2: Then the unthinkable happened. On Carolee's second Christmas in America, things seemed to have started off well.
4: Well, Carolee's got a new bike and we were learning how to ride it. She had never ridden one before. You're doing it. See? I really thought that everything was going great.
2: It was not long after when Crystal heard the horrible sound.
4: So I was over planting and I heard Joshua screaming.
2: Crystal says that's when she first saw Carolee holding her four-year-old brother, Joshua, over the railing of the 30-foot high deck. She had him...
4: Yes. Yes.
2: Over the side here? Yes. This wasn't roughhousing.
4: No. In her face, there was anger and hate.
2: Crystal says that moment changed everything.
4: I'm going to kill him, she said. Um, Why? I'm mad at him. Um, What did he do? He's getting on my nerves. I said, you would kill him for trying to get on your nerves? Surely you don't mean it. You don't mean kill him. And she said, yes, I do.
1: What, can you do this? I can do that.
2: We asked Joshua about it. Are you afraid of Carolee?
0: Yes, because she tried to throw you off the
4: deck.
2: Because she tried to throw you off the deck.
4: Yes. That's why I'm
2: afraid of her.
7: Are
4: you worried that she's going to do something to you right now? Because she's not. Mommy's here.
2: Crystal and Jesse's relationship with Carol Lee was in free fall after the incident involving Joshua on the family's 30-foot outdoor deck.
4: She started telling me, you know, I'm hearing voices and I'm seeing things. She says when the voices tell her to do something, she has to do it or they'll hurt her and the voices she said told her to kill him. She was hallucinating that she was seeing snakes.
2: The couple had her admitted to a psychiatric hospital. She spent almost four months under constant care before Crystal and Jesse say their insurance started running out, and they were forced to bring Carol Lee back into their home again. This is what you see?
1: Yes. She's repeated this for months. On multiple occasions, if I get another chance, I will kill him. And she told us that too.
4: Try to, um, call Joshua.
2: So they're installing an elaborate security system. So you have cameras installed at various points in the house.
4: Right? Yes, in the living room, her bedroom, her bathroom.
2: Carol Lee is forbidden to be alone with Joshua. Is he safe? No? That's why I mean I have to get help.
6: That's why you have to get out she is a risk to the family members. Dr. Brian Kennedy was one of the psychiatrists who saw Carolee. She's got a tremendous amount of rage and anger that she's hidden inside her. There's clear evidence of a clinical depression. Um, There's definitely uh, clear evidence of an attachment disorder. Now. There may be other developing psychiatric difficulties, such as bipolar illness or schizophrenia.
2: She was given heavy medication. But they say the medications aren't working.
4: We're going to get you the best help we can, okay? It's going to be all right.
1: You love her, but you're frightened of her. Yes. Yes. The anger that she has focused towards Joshua is like something I've never seen before.
4: Mommy's not ever going to let her hurt
1: you. Four-year-old boys should never have to ask their parents the question, why did my sister try to kill me?
2: But since being home from the psychiatric hospital, there's already been another frightening incident. They say Carolee tried strangling the family dog, Aurora.
4: We woke up at three in the morning, and Aurora was hung from her collar with the leash tied to a pole. I'm going to go to my grandma's today.
2: So Joshua's being sent 600 miles away to live at his grandmother's house in Texas.
4: Why do we have to send him to grandma's to keep them safe? Because I may hurt him. Just imagine, you think you're bringing a bright girl to your home, but no one's told you that they're sociopathic and they have no conscience.
2: In fact, they say the agency that arranged Carolee's adoption, the Frank Foundation, told them the opposite. Carolee is
1: emotionally nice, she's open, she's tender, she's obedient, she's friendly. Nothing in that sentence would lead you to question, wow, could there be you know, a tremendous variety of hidden medical issues here? It was a glowing report, except for
2: one thing.
4: They did say she was a oligrophrenic.
1: Translated then
2: as mental retardation. But the couple says they asked about it and were told not to worry.
4: They stated that it was developmental delay, just slow to learn. And we were assured that this child was healthy and that in a good home, with proper nutrition, um, with the best of doctors in America, helping her with the developmental issues, that she should be fine.
2: Only after the adoption was official, Crystal and Jesse say, did the Frank Foundation provide them with more documents that revealed troubling things about Carolee's past.
4: Says the mother was amoral and antisocial. You know, these types of words are very loaded. They carry a lot of psychological meaning.
2: The new documents described how Carolee's birth mother left her dirty, hungry, and in rags. Crystal and Jesse believe the mistreatment had a lasting effect on Carolee.
4: When I dreamed of adopting a little girl, this was not my dream. We would not have adopted the child.
2: You would not have adopted her? No, No, we would not have. And as they continued digging into Carolee's past, they found out more. Officials at the orphanage say Carolee was in a special dorm for children with mental disabilities. Critical information, the couple says, the adoption agency failed to share with them. You didn't hide any information?
5: Never. And why would I?
2: Back then, Nina Kostina, a Russian émigre, ran the Frank Foundation. She said the medical information she received was limited by Russian privacy laws. But adoptive parents once in Russia can get anything they need.
0: Once the parents are in the orphanage, they have access to any medical records, to to
5: the doctors, to anything. And this is their time when they should ask any questions.
2: So it's their fault?
5: I'm not telling... Fault. I'm telling them that this is their obligation. This is lifetime decision. They should do it while they're in the orphanage.
2: When we first covered this story more than two decades ago, Nina Costina said that no information had been withheld from the family. But at the time, 48 Hours spoke with eight families who adopted through the Frank Foundation, and they all said they had received inaccurate medical information. Their children had been diagnosed with illnesses like fetal alcohol syndrome, hepatitis C, brain tumors and a slew of psychological problems they claim the Frank Foundation didn't prepare them for. Three of the families who spoke with sued, but lost. They they Crystal and Jesse feel they like they're wrong. out of options. So as Joshua leaves for the safety of his grandmother's home in like Texas.
4: It. Oh, I'm gonna miss you so much.
2: They make a painful decision.
1: And we cannot continue to be our parents.
2: They say the only way their son can return home is to send Carolee away forever.
4: We've been here every day loving her, nurturing her, helping her. We we couldn't save her.
0: to go get
1: your picture made, Carolyn.
4: She has so many psychological problems. What we're going to do is we're going to get your picture made today. She is a danger to society, but more than that, she's a danger to our
1: son. So you still like to get your picture taken after all this time? I like it. The fact of the matter is that we cannot be her parents anymore. One, two,
2: three. Crystal and Jesse are about to do something that's difficult to imagine.
4: Honey, did you want to see it? Yes.
2: They are taking Carolee back to Russia.
4: And try.
2: There are parents out there that will not be able to understand what you're about to do.
4: If I hadn't been in this position myself, I might have been stating the very same thing that I expect to hear from them. Why, how could you do this? How could you do this? It's a long trip. You need skeptical. The color.
2: There must be a family somewhere in America that would adopt her.
1: We thought that uh, there would be a family out there. Well, how are you today? And we've actually spoken to a few families, in every case so far after reviewing the medical information.
4: She tried to throw my son off a very high
1: deck. They've said thanks, but no thanks.
2: They have told Carol Lee they're taking her to a new hospital.
1: How long are we going to stay in, in there?
2: But she has no idea it's a psychiatric hospital in Russia. This 12-year-old girl has
1: been abandoned by her birth parents and now her adoptive parents are also rejecting her. Well, it's not a case of her adoptive parents rejecting her. But that's what it's, she's going it's to It's going to be a case as. of her adoptive parents not being able to care for her.
4: What's wrong, honey? But you have to understand, psychiatrists tell us that Carolee has no bonding, no affection. It's I think the
1: best thing in the world for her is a good
4: night's sleep. I do too. Makes... So Carolee most likely will just move on. It looks cruel to me, cruel
5: and thoughtful.
2: Nina Costina, the woman who arranged Carolee's adoption, is distraught over the decision.
5: I feel very sorry for her.
2: For her part, she questions whether Carolee is even that sick. They say that she tried to kill her little brother.
5: This is what they they say. say. She
2: tried to kill the family dog. She's extremely violent.
5: That's what they say, yes. Do you believe it? That's what they say.
2: Psychiatrist Brian Kennedy says Carolee suffers from attachment disorder, in effect an inability to love. And that, he says, makes her dangerous. It's hard for me to digest because when I look at her, she seems like a very sweet little girl
6: who smiles and laughs. Mm -hmm. She does love to smile and laugh, and I think in certain situations that are non-stressful for her, she presents as a very amiable child. But I think when you look at what she's been through and when you see how she functions under stress, she can become very different and have very significant rage. She has thought about killing her brother. She has tried to kill him, and she could not give me assurances that she wouldn't kill him.
2: Others who treated Lee had concerns as well, but at least one psychiatrist had another opinion. After treating Carolee, he wrote, Carolee's behavior was impeccable. He said the staff perceived that Crystal and Jesse were too often cool and distant towards their daughter, and that Carolee, at times, appeared to be frightened by her interactions with them.
4: Carolee is a very different person when you really get to know her. It took me a year and a half To break through the facade
2: they have made up their minds carolee must return to russia
4: the doctors in america have told me that if she returns home she will kill my son i believe them she's already tried it once it's very strong possibility she'll try it again with success
2: they tapped into their life savings to bring carolee here to be treated by russian doctors
1: They have worked with kids from Russian orphanages.
2: They found a bed for Carolee at this children's psychiatric hospital in Moscow. But they don't hold out much hope, and they're now thinking about annulling the adoption. Doctors suspected they were trying to abandon her and demanded copies of their passports and made them promise to return for Carolee in two months. Carolee understands that she is here. To be treated by Russian specialists,
4: and that's all she's here for at the time.
2: But she does not understand that you will not be returning for her.
4: No, that's not the case. At this time, the only thing we're stating is that she's here for a diagnosis and an evaluation.
2: But Carolee senses something is terribly wrong.
4: They told me that last night nice they love me, and everything I told them I loved them very much, but they did know that. But they didn't believe me.
2: Then. Just a few minutes before she'll enter the hospital, Lee tells me something she's never told me before.
7: I did not try to kill my brother.
2: That she never tried to kill her brother Joshua. You didn't try to kill Joshua? You're telling me the truth?
4: I just tried to him, just pick him up that's all. Because he was too heavy.
2: Lee says it was all a big misunderstanding.
4: I did not try to kill my brother. I love him. Mom Daddy
2: just understand it. But there's no turning back. You've pursued every possible avenue, yes. and this is the only thing you can do. This, yes. is, the, this is the only thing we can do. Ready? Come on,
6: honey.
2: Crystal and Jesse left her there. Days later, mm-hmm. I returned with a hidden camera and visited Carolee.
5: Hey!
1: Hi!
2: Now in a locked ward.
4: I don't feel safe to stay here.
2: She was frightened.
4: I back I'm scared to stay here.
2: But Crystal and Jesse have made a final decision.
4: Now we're heading back home. to the airport.
1: It's been a long trip.
4: Good old USA.
2: They're not bringing Carolee back.
5: Hey! The last
2: time I saw Kara Lee was in Russia more than 20 years ago. She was terrified. She was in a locked ward in a children's psychiatric hospital. The door slammed shut, and I wasn't sure if I'd ever see her again. Over the years, we repeatedly tried to find her. I always wondered how she was doing if she was thriving, if she was happy. Many years passed. She was in my thoughts and in my heart. Hey! Hey. Oh, my gosh. And finally, she got in touch with me.
0: It's been so long.
2: Now, 33 years old, she calls herself Sabrina. Look at you. And is married with four children. What have you been doing over the last 21 years?
3: Making babies. So beautiful.
2: (laughs) We met near her home in North Carolina. We have a lot to catch up on.
3: Yeah.
2: I had a thousand questions for Sabrina. How did she end up here? What she says happened on that deck that day. And what she thought went wrong with Jesse and Crystal. You liked her. I did. You liked him.
3: I did. It was a family that said, hey, I will adopt this child, and I would like to give them a home, and they will love me for who I am.
2: But to Sabrina back then, it seemed that no. Joshua was always the favorite. Did that create any jealousy?
3: It didn't create jealousy. I felt more down. I felt like I wasn't good enough. I felt like I wasn't this child that they wanted, because I was, I was older. I had my own Feelings. I already had a history, you know. I loved that he was getting loved and he was having a family. Yes, it sucked for me.
2: You didn't have an emotional connection with Crystal and Jesse?
3: Because Joshua was so centered, I think we lost it. I think it was just lost. I was starting to become very depressed. It came to the point I was very suicidal. Suicidal? I was very suicidal. There were days I, t- I tried to attempt multiple times and I just couldn't do it. That's when I started creating a story. I told Crystal, you know, I'm seeing and hearing things.
4: Are you seeing something now? Did you see something earlier? Because I want
3: it out. I I want it out.
2: So were you hallucinating at that time?
3: No. No hearing, no seeing things. It's just a child trying to get out. She
4: had him in her hands and was going to throw him over the deck.
2: And as for what happened on the deck, Sabrina has a decidedly different version of events from Crystal that she says started when Crystal asked her to get Joshua.
3: Crystal was gardening and Joshua was screaming on top of the deck. And Crystal said, I need you to go get Joshua. Trying to pick up a child that's really almost as big as you is kind of hard. So I'm trying to walk down the steps, just able to hold him so he doesn't fall. Krista looked, and she said, put him down, Carolee. Put him down. Put him down. I eventually put him down, and she's like, you tried to kill him, didn't you? And I said, no, I was trying to pick him up so he doesn't fall, because he was sliding off my hands. And she's like, no, you were trying to kill him. And she kept saying it and saying it, and I said, yes. And so I just, I finally said yes.
2: Sabrina repeated that story that she tried to kill Joshua to everyone, including me. What happened that day out on the deck?
4: A straw him from the deck.
2: You're trying to push him off the deck.
4: Try to um, kill Joshua.
2: What happened on that deck seemed to take on a life of its own. Crystal brought Sabrina to various doctors.
3: I went to psychiatrist after psychiatrist, and I remember Krista say, "Just remember, you wanted to kill Joshua." I said, "Okay, I will tell him."
2: Dr. Kennedy said you were potentially schizophrenic, bipolar. You had homicidal tendencies, and you were a danger to this family.
3: Hmm. that's hard to hear. If I wanted to hurt somebody, it would have been done, and that never happened. I'm not that person. I was never that person.
2: Today, Sabrina says she is not on any medication and suffers from no mental illness. A number of doctors back then, though, seemed to think she needed help. We tried to contact Dr. Kennedy, but have been unable to reach him. You were also accused of trying to kill the family dog.
3: I don't know where that came from, because I love that dog. (laughs) It's okay.
2: How did you learn that you were going back to Russia?
3: Crystal said they were running out of options and they think the Russian Institute will be better.
2: So how is it going here? Not
5: good.
2: Not good? Why? How did that make you feel when you're sitting there in the hospital in Moscow waiting for them to return to pick you up and they didn't?
3: I knew there weren't coming.
2: I felt so guilty. Because I wanted to take you. But
3: I, I wanted you to take me. <laughs> I was like, why is nobody taking me? I just wanted out.
2: Sabrina said she cried and was frightened.
3: I felt like I was in jail. But then I think of it, I put myself there. You know, all those lying and doing what they want me to do, I put myself there.
2: Then, after two months, it was Nina Castina from the Adoption Agency who arrived at the Institute.
3: Nina showed up, and she brought me clothes. She asked me if I remembered her.
2: And she took Sabrina to live with her in Virginia. Eventually, Sabrina moved in with a new set of parents in North Carolina.
3: I have parents. They're the parents that took me in, that took their time to learn who I am and Make me a better person.
2: After high school, she volunteered for the nonprofit Mercy Ships and spent two years in Africa helping to provide medical care to underprivileged people. Loved it. Really? I did. When she returned home in 2010, she got a job in a hospital, and at church, she met math teacher Phil Caldwell.
3: I fell in love with him when I saw him interact with kids. The way he was treating them, how committed he was.
1: She's just very real and very genuine. And I love that about her.
2: But before she would even consider getting engaged, she insisted that Phil watch the original 48 Hours show about her early life.
1: My heart broke for her. I really couldn't believe all of the things that she had gone through. I think she expected me to run. But it was the opposite reaction of what she expected me to think.
2: They married in 2014 and now have three lovely daughters and a newborn son.
3: Fun kids. Love them.
1: She's very loving and she's very caring.
2: That looks real good.
1: And I think probably what Sabrina went through has had a greater impact on her parenting than she can see herself.
3: You go, girl.
1: Because she is so amazing at it.
3: You are doing it all by yourself.
1: Phil recently
2: stopped teaching and started a new job at the same hospital where his wife works. Seems like you're in a really good place. I am. You're happy. I am. But Sabrina, like me, has always wondered what happened to Crystal and Jesse. And she says that after two decades, she was ready to find out.
1: See more of Sabrina's story and her life now at 48hours.com.
2: After she became a mother, Sabrina says she wanted Crystal and Jesse to know. She had a family of her own, and she wanted to share her side of the story. She found Crystal on social media and finally hit the send button.
3: I'd send her a message stating to her that I hope she's well, and I just want to make this really clear for you. I've never wanted to hurt Joshua, and I never heard or saw things in my life.
2: And how did she respond?
3: She said she prayed that I would have a better family.
2: Did you love Crystal and Jesse?
3: I did. And I still have a high respect for them. Putting myself in their shoes, I would have probably done almost the same thing.
2: But not everything.
3: I would never take a child back.
2: Still, she says, she harbors no hard feelings toward them.
3: I learned to forgive my past. I have an amazing husband. I can't thank God enough for him. I have amazing kids. But if I didn't go through what I went through, I wouldn't have that...
2: Sabrina says Crystal and Jesse have three biological daughters of their own, along with Joshua. They declined our request for an interview. However, Jesse said that he and Crystal were glad Sabrina's life had turned out so well, and that Joshua was now a father too. Hi, girls. In the end, it appears that Crystal and Jesse, like Sabrina, eventually found families and happiness and As it turned out, so did I. Don't be scared, okay? And my journey started the minute I left Sabrina in Russia. I cried as I was leaving. Then I started saying to myself, you know, maybe one day I I, I can rescue an, an older child. But the timing wasn't right. I was single, and as a CBS News correspondent, I was still traveling endlessly. Then I had a story in Johannesburg, South Africa, and I went to an orphanage there to make a donation. I said, you know what, Uh, I'm close to 40 now. I'm going to go for it. In 2003, I became certified to adopt a child, and learned about a woman in Djibouti, Africa who wanted to find someone to adopt her four-year-old son. And I looked at his photo and the resemblance was uncanny. This looks like my kid. I had been to Africa twice and never heard of Djibouti. But that Thanksgiving, I flew there to meet this young boy and his mother. His name was I noticed that his eyes danced. That's a signal that he's smart. He's clever. His mother was Kadra. She gave birth to her son after a short affair with a French soldier. And ever since then, she feared for the boy's safety because he was mixed race. They were homeless and living in an abandoned building. He was sleeping on the floor, and so was she. Begging was his routine. I took them to lunch, and over the course of the next two weeks, I got to know them. I began bonding over hamburgers <laughs> and fries and walking around on the street. He spoke four languages, but not English. We mind Like, let's eat. You need to go home to sleep. I mean, that's how basic it was. Fortunately, there was a bowling alley and a small beach at a nearby military base. We went bowling a lot, which is something he had never done before. We didn't know how to swim, so we took a boat to this small little beach island that was reserved for the military personnel. I made two more lengthy visits to Djibouti. But when it came time for the adoption, there was a problem. Khadra, i never signed her name before. She didn't know how to sign her name. She practiced <laughs> over and over again, you know, over and over again. And It was such a um, loving and selfless act. The attorney sitting next to us said to Khadra, Troy will be a good father, and she looked me dead in the eye and she said, time will tell.
7: My name is Jonah Gray Roberts, and my father is Troy Roberts.
2: That's the street you moved on,
7: in Djibouti. The whole adoption process, I was four years old. There wasn't really much to tell a four-year-old. You are. I was just, there's a man here who's, you know, taking care of me, who's feeding me. He also did get me a tutor, so I, I was getting education. At that age, you don't really think anything about it. Um, you're just, this could be, you know, my long-lost dad.
2: And then ten months after meeting my son, it was finally time to go.
7: That was an intense day. I'm thousands of feet in the air. This is my first time ever on an airplane. Then my dad tells me, oh, we're in New York City. This is your new home. And I remember seeing my first home, my first real home. And he's like, this is your room. It's my own bed. I didn't have to share with anyone. I had a desk, a place where I started studying, had the tutors. It was, it was amazing.
2: We did everything together, so much together. I really enjoyed watching him learn new things and introducing him to a a whole new world.
7: There was never father and adopted son. It was always, you know, father and son.
2: And like any father, I have a lot to learn from my son. Who needs three monitors, Jonah? I do. You don't understand technology. Empty breeder. We're refrigerating plastic.
7: What can I do? You just stand there. Every Thanksgiving, we have this thing where before we start eating, after I've made the full meal, because he doesn't know how to cook, we would always start off by saying, like, what we're grateful for this year. And now?
2: When I think about Sabrina's journey, and Crystal, and Jesse's, and Jonah's, and my own, I realize how much we all have to be thankful for. It seems like everyone's story has a happy ending, and uh, that's, that's pretty
7: cool, you know?
8: Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
6: A beautiful young woman, gunned down. She
1: feared for her life. Years pass. No arrest. Now. There is a possible breakthrough. What happened to Rachel?
0: Do you believe that someone will be arrested in this case?
1: I think we'll have answers.
0: A new 48 Hours, Saturday on CBS. CBS. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the 48 Hours podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Some puzzles
6: are hard to solve. Others are hard to prove. Listen to Blood is Thicker, The Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Access episodes early and ad-free with 48 Hours Plus on Apple Podcasts. If you're
1: listening to this podcast, then chances are good you are a fan of The Strange, Dark, and Mysterious. And if that's the case, then I've got some good news. We just launched a brand new Strange, Dark, and Mysterious podcast called Mr. Bolland's Medical Mysteries. Go follow Mr. Bolland's Medical Mysteries wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're a Prime member, you can listen early and ad-free on Amazon Music.